What is up, y'all? It is your girl, Chanel, from Candid Talk with Chanel. Welcome to episode 24. I'm excited. Uh, Since being on quarantine, these episodes have increased tremendously. I think at the start of quarantine, I might have been at episode 12. So to be at episode 24 at this point is amazing. Um, It's definitely helped me to get through being in the house all day, every day, unless I have a prenatal appointment or a hematology appointment. Um, So yes, I enjoy being able to just share my thoughts with you all. And um, the past few days, I've stumbled on some good shows as well as have been referred to watch a few good shows. So I just finished Little Fires Everywhere, which is the series that is on Hulu. And it is starring Reese Witherspoon and um, uh, Carrie Washington, an amazing series. It touches on so many controversial and must-needed topics to be discussed. It hits uh, racial issues. It talks about um, sexuality issues, identifying if you're, you know, um, a part of the LGBTQ community. Now, mind you, this show, actually, the timing of this show is in the 90s. So, um, you know, in the 90s, any issues that are regarding LGBTQ matters was even way more sensitive and not accepted. And so um, it also discusses class, meaning um, the wealthy versus the poor. Um, It discusses motherhood. And y'all know at this stage in my life, anything that deals with motherhood, you know, definitely has my attention as I am preparing to be a mom. And um, it also really discusses the topic of choices um, and how that relates to class and and wealth and um, lack of thereof. It also talks about planning. You know, there, there are, you know, how they break it down. You know, they say that there are some of us that are type A personality. And then they say there are some of us that are type B personality. And, um, you know, a lot of times type A personalities are deemed to be the planners. They have their whole life planned out from start to finish. And then the type B personalities are more of take life as it comes. And so um, it discusses and hits on a lot, a lot of deep-rooted issues. I implore everyone to check out Little Fires Everywhere on Hulu if you have Hulu. To me at this point with us being on quarantine I I could be wrong but I would spend the extra few bucks or actually not even. You can just get a free trial at this point if you don't have it. Maybe it's like a 30 day free trial and do that. Just make sure that you end that subscription so they don't charge your card. But at this point there's not really much to be doing and so in between You know, some of us still have like work calls or certain work related responsibilities. So in between doing those things and spending time with your family, you know, um, and any other projects you may be working on, we all are having a huge amount of TV time. Let's keep it real. (laughs) Most of us are sitting in front of this TV a lot of hours throughout the day. And why not watch something that, you know, is impactful and thought provoking? Y'all know I'm all about thought provoking. Um, subject matter um, and it, it just really with with this particular show it really it really shows and depicts how our life experiences our growing up experiences really shapes and molds how we see the world and how we see people how we see all these big time topics how we see race how we see parenting how we see money how we see choices like it all as y'all know I'm sounding like a broken record at this point you know um it all starts from the beginning and and our 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 examples are the people who are raising us and so some of us are dealt a, a great hand as it pertains to having a certain level of privilege right um and some of us are not dealt that hand you may, we may still have amazing upbringings, but we're not dealt the hand of having any form of privilege or having any form of, of, of wealth or excessive wealth. And so this show just really, really touches on 
a lot of major big time life topics and subject matter and you know give it a check it out if you if you'd like another show that I've been yesterday I kind of stumbled on it and it's called Trill not Trill it's called Shrill S H R I L L and once again it's on Hulu um two seasons the seasons are short. I think the first season was six episodes and the second season was eight. Very good. Surprisingly good. I thought that I was going to click on it, watch a little bit of episode one and then back out. But no, it kept me. And it's about um, a woman who spent a lot of her life not standing up for herself and letting people treat her like crap because she's overweight. And it really shows her evolution of coming into her own and and having the confidence and love for herself and standing up for herself and drawing boundaries for people. She's an aspiring journalist working for a newspaper. And, you know, it kind of just shows, you know, how she's been treated poorly or just disrespected because of her weight, whether it's from a stranger who's trying to get her business um, to be her trainer, whether it was even her own mother who would micromanage from the time she was a child, micromanage her meals and what she was eating, whether it was her own boss at the newspaper who when, you know, she wanted to write about art, she wanted to write articles about matters that she was super passionate about, like um, being overweight and just what that journey has been for her, you know, a boss who looks down at that, you know, also dealing with a guy that she likes who is like low-key ashamed of her and is asking for her every time she comes over the house to sleep with him, asking her to leave through the back door because he didn't want her his roommates to see her. So it's like, it touches on a lot of those kinds of issues and um, coming from someone who was never like slim, you know, I've always had a level of thickness to me and I've been very candid about the fact that there have been times in my life where I was, you know, overweight and like, and not, you know, teetering a line that would have been bordering unhealthy for me. Um, I definitely understand how, you know, that is something that can affect you and your self-esteem and just things, how, you know, things of that nature. Don't get me wrong. I was never like, uh extremely heavy and maybe because I'm very tall I'm about 5'11 you know that balances out you know my weight a lot of times but I do know what it feels like to be the heavier person out the crew at times especially growing up or what it felt like you know um to just not always be happy with what I saw in the mirror at certain stages of my life and so it's another great show to check out um, like I said very short seasons you can get through it in one one day, to be honest with you. Um, it's called Shrill, something to keep in mind. And of course, you know, I'm an Insecure fan. So the fact that Insecure premiered again with season four um, last week, and then we just had an episode for um, episode two this week, you know, I'm super excited about that. And what I like about Insecure is the fact that they deal with a lot of real issues that uh, people of color deal with and um, that us women deal with, black women have to face. I like that they touch on not only relationship issues, but also friendship issues. And um, this is the season where we see the two main characters, Issa and Molly, where their friendship is going to be tested and possibly may not end on a great note this season. Um, and they're kind of building that arc to, to get us to that point of what the hell happened, <laughs> you know? Um, and I think that they're really realistic in showing the fact that, because I've experienced this in friendships as well, where a lot of times we're going to be going through different things, at going through different things or going through some of the same things at different times of our lives. And it can challenge the friendship at times when one of us is in a very happy place and we're content and satisfied with where we are and then the other one of us is in a very low place and is struggling and is trying to to figure life out you know um like what do you do in those kinds of instances um and my thing is you pull through 
right? If you feel like this is someone who is worth still being in your life, you you pull through. If you feel like this is a friendship that you're outgrowing, well, then that's a different story, of course. Um, but I've been on both sides of that coin. I've been the friend who, you know, maybe was struggling and going through, you know, some difficult times. At the same time, my friend is at the top of their game and like killing life, you know? Um, and for me, even if I had any human moments or feelings of jealousy, I would work that out within myself and still show up and be there for my friend. But that's just my personality and, and how and who I am, you know? Um, because at the end of the day, we should always wanna see each other do well in life and, and to live our best lives, you know? Um, and then I've been the friend on the other side of the coin where I was doing very well and very happy with where I was in my life and content and, you know, actually not going through much of a struggle, whether it was financially or whether it was just um, job related or whether it was um, relationship related or whatever, just in a good overall great place and then had a friend or two who were really struggling and going through it and I would try to be there for my friends as best as I could, you know what I'm saying? Um, and trying to be there for them without constantly trying to shine the light on where I am in life, but just wholeheartedly trying to be there for them and help them to get out of that place if possible, you know, or at least hear from them as far as what they needed at that point. So I've been on both sides and I think it's safe to say all of us have at some point or another, or will at some point or another in our lives, you know? Um, and I, I also had to learn, like I've learned with some of my friends that sometimes it's just very hard for people to be able to show up and be there, be there and be that good friend when they're going through some crazy shit, you know? And that's a harsh reality that I had to face, regardless of whether when I was going through things, I was still there, whether they knew I was going through things or not, I would still be there, still show up. You know, I had to recognize that's how you are, Chanel. Not everybody, for whatever reasons, has that capacity or that wherewithal to be able to, for whatever the three or four hours that y'all are together, to be able to show up and celebrate whatever's going on positively in your life and not let whatever they're going through negatively impact that. It's, it's not an easy thing for many many people. And um, I'm thankful that, you know, I make sure and, or I have that ability to be able to kind of turn off whatever it is I'm going through in that moment and just be there for those few hours for that friend, because I would want someone to be able to do that for me, you know, um, but I recognize it's not something everybody's capable of doing. And in those instances, it's like, you know, you have a decision you either pardon it and then, you know, discuss it at a later date or <laughs> you, um, some people, they may become the demise of the friendship. Um, for me, I've struggled with that at times. If, if I'm being a hundred percent honest, I, I probably in my twenties and early thirties have cut off people very easily out of my life who I felt for whatever reasons, Maybe I'll be, I was outgrowing the friendships or maybe I felt like what was done, there was no accountability on that other person's part. And I'm like, where can we go from here? Now, some, no, let's not get anything twisted. I do feel like some of those choices that I've made to walk away from certain friendships was warranted and was needed to happen. Meaning we don't need to be doing life together at this time. Um, but if I'm being honest, there may be that random one that I'm like, eh, maybe it didn't have to quite go down that way. Maybe you could have been a little more gracious, Chanel. Um, so now being in my mid to latter 30s, I try to have, I try to look at these kinds of weird things you can go through within your friendships with a slightly different lens than I did during a lot of my 20s and early 30s. Now, this doesn't mean that I'm, I'm, I'm with the shits, meaning <laughs> this doesn't mean that I'm, I'm gonna pardon just bad behavior or just being a bad friend, so to speak. However, I think that my expectations are very different at this stage in my life. And because my expectations are different, 
perhaps I it may cause for me to have us to have a different kind of patience so to speak if that makes sense I don't know if I'm articulating this the way that I'm really thinking and feeling it but um I try to just see what it is for what it is and understand the friendships that are going to be the real close-knit ones that are going to be the ideal ones and then the ones that may be a little bit on that on the outskirts so you know within my I always say I have like seven go-to women who I'm doing life with in some kind of way right and within that seven you know everybody is at a different position so to speak um and so of course they're going to be some that I'm closer to than others they're going to be some where I feel more connected to than others they're going to be some where I feel like we understand each other more than others and so you know, they'll, they'll be that within that seven, they'll be that inner inner. And then they will be that they're still within the inner circle, but they're the outer realm. Right. And so I recognize where people are in my life, the kind of relationships that we do have. And it is what it is. I'm cool. You know, um, <laughs> and I, not that I necessarily compartmentalize friends. I'm not, I don't think that I'm the kind of person to say, Hmm, I feel like hanging out with Janaea today. So let me take Janaea off the shelf and give her a call and say, what's up? No, you know, I try my best to keep up with everybody as much as I can. However, um, you just know though, you just know out of your group of friends who are like the ones you are super, 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 super close to, you know, um, from the ones who you're close to, if that makes sense. Um, and so, you know who you can go to and discuss a myriad of things with. You know who you can go to and get perspective and advice about certain things. You know, you know who you can go to. You know who you can count on. You know, if it's a, if you called somebody at three in the morning because you had a legit emergency, you know the people who, the ones who would rush and be there. You know what I'm saying? We all within our friend groups, I believe, have everybody almost in some ways plays a different position, right? We're connected for different reasons. You know, I can honestly say, you know, out of my seven, we're all connected for different reasons. Some people were connected because we grew up together and there's a history there. And so because of that history, they're still around and whatever we were able to maintain throughout the years as, as far as it pertains to our friendship. Then I have some people who, you know, um, we may be bonded through, through other types of things that we're, you know, through common or similar interests, you know. Um, then you have other people that you can really just bug out with and have fun and let your hair down. Uh, you know, everybody, we're all connected to one another for different reasons. You know, you there's always that person that'll challenge you, challenge your thinking in a positive way. Um, you know, so everybody... It's together for different reasons. So I definitely understand, you know, what the characters Molly and Issa are going through when you're like, damn, well, you know, Issa's like, I'm, I'm finally in a good place in my life. And I, I finally repositioned myself to be in the direction of where I need to be. Life is feeling good right now. It's really just about me. I'm not really focusing on guys seriously. You know, I have fun with who I have fun with, but this is where I'm at. I'm focused on my career. And then you have Molly, who, you know, is kind of going through it a little bit at work and going through it in her romantic relationships and going, you know, going through it in some of her friendships and probably trying to figure out, you know, life at this point. And, you know, life hits us all like there's no respective persons. It doesn't matter if you have a great career. It doesn't matter if you make a lot of money. It doesn't matter if you seem to have the picturesque life, life holds no bars and holds, you know, and, and like everybody is, is fair game for everyone. So we're all going to get smacked upside down, turned around, you know, and beat down by life. That's just what it is, you know? Um, and, and a lot of friendships, it can happen at different times. There may not always, there, we're not going to always be on the same page where we're at that same pace of life, you know? Um, we're always going to be going through some of the same things, but then we're also always going to be going through different things because we have different journeys and different life purposes and different callings and different, you know, we just all lead different lives. I don't care how similar we are, or 
how close we may think our viewpoints are or our morals are, life is going to still be a different journey for all of us. And so when you're friends and you're doing life together as friends, you know, sometimes our journeys may seem to kind of be going in totally different directions. But I guess it's a matter of if you feel like this is someone who brings value to your life and you want to keep them around, you know, regardless of the different directions life is pulling us in or towards, it's up to us to still figure out a way to remain connected, which is the challenge. It is not an easy thing. I'm not going to sit up here and make it seem like it's an easy thing because it's not. You know, I feel like um, even me being on this pregnancy motherhood journey, you know, it's another layer of my life that's, you know, it's different. It's new for me. And um, even during this quarantine, you know, I've been finding it very interesting that I, I appreciate this time that I have to myself. And at first, you know, I always got to check in to make sure because, you know, when you're pregnant, your hormones are crazy, right? I feel like I'm at the stage of pregnancy where I'm easily annoyed and I'm recognizing that. And so in me recognizing that, you know, I try to also check in and just to make sure, okay, Chanel, you seem like you're real cool just being to yourself and not really engaging in a whole lot of phone conversations or, you know, doing a lot of video chats or things of that nature. Let's make sure you're good. You're not depressed, right? Because depression is something that can happen even when you're carrying a child. And um, I did, you know, had to like do a self check. And I'm like, no, I'm not depressed. I'm not sad. I'm not, you know, um, feeling like what was me or like, you know, anything like that. You know, I'm feeling more. I think I've been so busy for so many years, especially these last two to three years since I've been, you know, I've changed careers and threw myself into my new career and, and all that comes with that and, you know, the challenges with that and all the new lessons and what that new journey is. And then I was already building complex simplicity and super busy doing all of those things. And then I had the nerve to turn around and build another brand called Move With Finesse, which meant rehearsals, which meant, you know, working on complex simplicity is different because it's just me. The brand is me. So I'm filming from my house. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing things from home. I don't have to be anywhere or meet up with anyone. It's just me. But once I started doing Move With Finesse, then that called for rehearsals. That called for classes, teaching classes. That called for business calls and meetings and different things, which is great. Don't get me wrong. I do not regret starting, you know, move a finesse, but it did, if I'm being honest, pull me in another direction. So I'm, I'm married. That's one direction, right? I'm working a full-time job, new career, which takes a lot out of me, right? Um, retail is a, it's a crazy schedule. Like my schedule is never the same. Every week was a different schedule. You know, some days I'm just like, oh my gosh, I just don't want to have to go to work today. I'm tired, you know, but I'm one of the managers there. Don't have that option. You got to do what you got to do. This is not a, not the kind of job you can say, hey, I'm not feeling good. I'm not coming in today because you have to show up for work because that means that someone else needs to be able to go home. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those kind of jobs. So um, I had that going and then... Um, I have family. I still have friends, right? So I was being pulled in so many different directions. And don't get me wrong. I think I was actually doing a decent job of balancing a lot of it in my mind. <laughs> my husband may think different differently. Um, I think what helps us is that his job is crazy. He's a fireman. So I would be able to like the times that he's working, he's at the firehouse sleeping there overnight. I'd be able to work on my side hustles and do whatever I needed to do with that stuff, right? Um but I was being pulled in a lot of different directions. And, and you know, towards the end, you know, I was singing um, with my, uh, one of, uh, a group that I'm in, you know, um, group I've been in off and on from college years. And I just felt like it was a lot. And then I found that I was pregnant in November, right? So it was just a lot going on. Um, and I think that I was more physically and tired and mentally drained than I realized. So I, even though it's, these are very 
sad circumstances and I wish that I wasn't getting this break because of these circumstances, I strongly realized that I needed this break. I needed the downtime to not always have to be around people, to not always have to drive somewhere, to not always have to rehearse, to not always have to um, be in the mix. Like I needed to be able to just have time to be at home <laughs> and to just be with my, just be with me. Now don't get me wrong, you know, I, I still, you know, my friends, we still kind of check in with each other, my parents, of course, and you know, my husband is home when he's not working. But I needed the downtime for sure. And I'm like almost seven months pregnant at this point. So now I'm really starting to feel pregnant. I'm starting to feel the aches and pains of pregnancy. I'm starting to feel my body expanding and changing. I'm starting to feel what that pregnancy life is really about, you know? And um, so I've been embracing the rest. I've been not pushing myself too much. You know, I've been trying to listen to my body. I've been trying to bond with my baby. <laughs> I've been trying to process my feelings of how my life is going to forever change and never be the same and to mourn what I will no longer have and embrace what is to come. And I, I feel like I need this time to be able to process these things and to take the mental vacation that I needed to take, to take the physical break that I needed to take. You know, my husband and I were in Jamaica in January. I am so thankful that we were able to go on vacation before this whole pandemic happened. And um, even then I, I needed it. I was tired, I was overspent, you know? And I was like, okay, great. I'm starting off 2020 with a vacation so I could recharge and, and go hard until I'm on maternity leave in July, you know? Um, but God was like, ah, don't worry about that, sis, because guess what? <laughs> or don't worry about that daughter, because guess what? Yeah, you're going to get this good vacation and change the scenery and be in a nice tropical island and go back to where, you know, you and your husband had your honeymoon and have that great moment. But don't worry, because in March, some stuff's about to go down and you're going to get... A break you know um, you and the rest of the world for that matter so I had no idea that it was gonna pan out this way so now it's looking like let's say quarantine has been lifted and I go back to work at some point in May I'm really only working a little maybe two months the most before I'm gonna be on maternity leave and so for whatever reasons it was necessary for me to have such a break and um, even from people you know which is why I do limit how much I'm on social media and how active I am on social media because I think that a part of me just needed to be able to decompress from people my job I'm surrounded by people all day every day my my personal life is con I'm constantly around people and you know I I had the opportunity to even share that with my my partner in crime when it comes to move with finesse you know we check in with each other and she had checked in with me last week and she was like, oh, I miss my dance partner. And I'm like, yeah, I miss you too. You know, but I had to be honest. Like, I needed this break. I needed this break, especially with me being pregnant. You know, we had a lot on our calendar. Like, if this whole thing didn't happen, this whole quarantine didn't happen. I'm sorry, I'm stuffy and it's because of my allergies. We had a lot on our calendar. And I we had a lot on the calendar because I was, we knew that I was under a specific time frame, right? Because I'm pregnant. I cannot... For me, I'm not going to be teaching class or dancing up a wazoo and I'm like eight months pregnant. Like, no, you know, so we had, to be honest with you, May was the timeline. May was the cutoff. Like after the completion of May, Chanel kind of really backs out and is really not going to be the visible part of the brand, right? Because um, my girl and I were both the visual for the, for the brand as well, but after May, no, in June, I'll be eight months pregnant. There's no way that I'm going to be doing the most. Like, no, I'm not going to push my body to that degree. Um, so I knew that I had, an, I, I knew that my time was numbered as far as like when I needed to shut down and like get into mommy mode and preparing for this baby and everything else has to take a back seat. And so with this 
quarantine, to be honest with you, it seems like life may not go back to some level of normalcy, meaning we will no longer be on um, in quarantine. That, that seems like that's going to happen May, end of May, June maybe even. And so at that point, for me, there is no going back to like dance, teaching dance and all of that kind of stuff until after my maternity leave, if I'm being honest. So, you know, I think I needed this downtime to figure everything out, to figure out, you know, once I do return to work and I return to actively teaching when it comes to move finesse and things of that nature, like what that's going to look like because things are different. You know, now I have someone else that I have to keep in mind and worry about someone else who's a priority and, you know, so I, I needed this time to really be able to like process all of this and, and like focus. And it's my own way of doing things. Anytime there's like a new life change that I'm experiencing, I always like have to take a certain amount of time to really like check in with myself to see where I'm at with everything, um, take a temperature check and and to figure out what my overall plan is going to be. I guess I'm sometimes I feel like I'm a hybrid of a type A and a type B. I feel like I'm I'm type A personality when it comes to important things. Like when it comes to work, you know, I'm not trying to be the slacker. I'm trying to have a, you know, have a plan, hit these goals, do what I need to do, whether that's my 9 to 5 so to speak or that's my side hustles. Um but then I'm also very laid back and chill when it comes to my social life. You know, um, I'm cool with being a little more take it as it comes with some level of structure. So I feel like I'm a hybrid of type A and type B. Um, but yeah, so I got to like have a plan to some degree. <laughs> I don't like to just wing life, especially when it comes to important things. Like I have to think about when you go to work, who's watching your baby? Okay, what research are we going to do towards that kind of stuff? And, you know, um, who is your village? Let, let's put this on pen and paper and figure this out, you know? Um, so, yeah, like it's a lot, you know, we, I'm trying to, uh, I've been looking at books that I'm interested in, you know, listening to or reading as far as just things that naturally come with motherhood. Um, especially in the earlier stages of that and, you know, trying to understand your baby and all of that kind of stuff. So I say all of that to say, and I want to make this episode about my pregnancy, so to speak, but I was just trying to drive home the point of, I, I definitely recognized that I needed this, this pause. I needed this time and I needed this time to like not be in the mix with all my friends all the time. And some some of them, some of you who may be listening, may be wondering like, wow, Chanel really seems kind of like isolated on her own island right now, even virtually, so to speak. And I guess the answer to that would be yes, you know, because I think that there's some important things that I needed and continued to need to muddle through and to figure out without always having to be distracted by social media or always having to be distracted by um, being on a phone all the time or, you know what I'm saying? And it's, I love everyone. It's nothing against anyone, <laughs> but it's just, you know, a time out that I needed for myself. Um, because like I said, for years, I've just been going, 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 going strong. And every year something else is added to my, my, my life calendar, you know? And so, at some point, we all need to stop and take a pause and, and, and figure life out, you know, um, especially when you're embarking on big time life changes. So, yeah. But I, you know, in between all of that, when I do need to be entertained, you know, I need to get away from my own thoughts and things of that nature. I'm absolutely, you know, watching TV and series. And those were a few of the series that I was on. Uh, you know, interested in and have been watching. And I like when I'm watching things that don't dumb me down completely. I watch enough reality TV um, for one person. So I like to balance it off with actual like good shows that actually have something to say, something to make you think, 
you know? Um, and so I've been enjoying Little Fires Everywhere. Once again, it's on Hulu. I enjoyed the quick little two season series of Shrill, which is also on Hulu. You know, I enjoy Insecure. It's been forever and a day since their last season. So I'm, you know, I've been enjoying, you know, Sundays is a day that I look forward to watching Insecure. You know, I have definitely been enjoying my fair share of YouTube, um, especially people's reviews on different shows that I watch. I'm glad that one of my girlfriends, shout out to you, Erin, she, you know, has been reviewing um, Insecure, and I think that it's pretty dope. You know, um, I just always like to hear people's perspectives. We all see things differently. We watch the same show, and I love to see how, you know, we all what were our takeaways? What did we walk away with? What was our analysis of the show or assessment? You know, I'm always, you know, curious. I think it helps me to understand, you know, us as humans more. And sometimes it even helps me to understand my own friends more, you know? Um, so yeah, what have you all been doing to keep yourselves occupied during this quarantine? Have you had some time to just be with your thoughts or just to sit still for a little bit, you know? Um, have you been working on other projects that you finally have time to dedicate time to? I know for me, music is something that I'm glad I have. It has like my full attention for the most part out of all of my hustles because everything had to stop, you know? Um, Move of Finesse we're still building. I didn't really feel the need to have like virtual classes and things of that nature. Um, and really we're trying to push our booking side more than anything in 2020 and we really of course we can't book or do anything right now or be booked for any event right now um so the music has been my focus you know and i've been finding my joy and the zeal that i had working on my first project i finally found that again with this project um and I'm enjoying this process and coming up with music, lyrics. Well, I don't really come up with the music, but coming up with the lyrics, the melodies, you know, the harmonies and all that. That's been pretty fun for me um, and satisfying. And yeah, what have you guys been kind of focusing in on, you know? I'm trying to think what else. I need to start taking notes. I feel like my pregnancy is going by so fast. I really haven't been documenting it meaning pictures of like my growing belly i haven't really been you know um, any video recordings like so i need to get on my job with that because a part of me may want at some point in 2021 to write a book or have another visual or audio experience style of book regarding this journey i did it when i got married you know i enjoyed planning my wedding with my mom so much and i learned so much um, that my mom and I ended up writing a book, um, which is called I've Got a Wedding to Plan. Um, you can go to Amazon. I believe you go to iBooks. It's everywhere. Very affordable, under $5. <laughs> and um, so I'm kind of feeling that same itch now where it's like all the things that nobody told me about pregnancy, the things my friends who have had kids never told me, the things um, colleagues in the past have never told me, things... Maybe even my own mom didn't tell me because everybody's experience is different. You know, I, I, I may want to have a, have some kind of a book about it, to be honest with you. So I need to like jot down certain things. So I remember like having like a, a pregnancy journal. So I remember what I'm experiencing at each phase. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I, I, I find ways to fill my days. <laughs> um how are the couples doing, you know? Being around each other all day, every day is not always an easy thing. I get a break because my husband, he's a fireman, but he's kind of uh, off right now. So, I'm, I, and I think it's also my pregnancy hormones. <laughs> I'm kind of like just now experiencing a little bit of like, uh, this house may not be a little bit, may not be big enough for us right now. I don't know. But um, how are you guys <laughs> holding up and, and handling um, that? And yeah, let me get a time check. I feel super stuffy. This is crazy, y'all. 
I'm trying to think, was there anything else that I wanted to talk about? Hopefully you all have been enjoying the many episodes that I've been putting up. Sometimes that's where I do two a week, depending. Um, so hopefully you all are enjoying that. Um, I will probably end with saying health, talk about health. Because I'm someone who would take my health for granted if I'm being completely honest. Um, In being pregnant, I'm constantly at a a doctor's office, right? Because I'm 36 years old and I'm pregnant with my first child. So I'm naturally, my pregnancy is considered high risk because of my age. So my iron is like, has been severely low, which is why I see a hematologist. And so every time I go to see a hematologist... I'm getting iron infusions where they intravenously, I get the iron through my vein. And when you go to a hematologist center or office clinic, whatever you want to call it, mostly like they deal with the blood, right? So a lot of the patients that are there, I want to say a lot of them have like maybe blood disorders that are cancerous and so every time I go to get like my infusions a part of me is like low-key like feel bad I feel badly because I know you know I'm seeing other people in the same area as me getting their chemotherapy whatever other things that are in their IVs or medications I should say and it's really like a reminder and an eye-opener for us to really not take our health for granted. I also had a really good girlfriend of mine, you know, over the summer be diagnosed with breast cancer and thank God for the, she's beat it as far as what I know, but like she's only maybe 3 years older than me. So life is real, like our health is our wealth and I because I have white coat syndrome, meaning because I was diagnosed with seizures when I was young, I might have been 6 or 7 years old. It traumatized me. I'll never forget. I kept remember. I, I kept. I remember asking my mom when I went for that first appointment to address why I was like having these seizures. I was like, "Mom, am I gonna die?" And so I was traumatized from young about seeing doctors. Before that, I I recall I wasn't I wasn't the, the child you had to worry about when it came to getting shots. I wasn't crying. I wasn't putting up a fit. I was like an easygoing child. Like I wasn't afraid of the doctors, but going through for, it might've been five years of my life, going through having seizures and having to see a neurologist and seeing my primary doctor and constantly being in a doctor's office, having to take medication, that all traumatized me. And I didn't realize how much it traumatized me until I got way older. Um, when I started to really understand that when you go to a doctor, doctor's appointment to never take for granted or assume that you're, you're healthy. And so of course me being pregnant, I'm at the doctor's office all the time. I feel like every two weeks I'm seeing somebody's doctor, whether it's my OBGYN, whether it is my hematologist, I'm, I'm under constant medical care, of course, because I'm pregnant. Thanks be to God. I'm healthy. The only issue is just my iron. And so I get my iron infusions because I need to have enough iron to give to the baby, right? The baby, when you're pregnant, they suck the life out of you, literally. (laughs) So you need to make sure you have all your vitamins and nutrients um, within your body the way that at the levels that they need to be so you can pass it on to your baby. But, um, you know, I was like going into this out, even my first OBGYN appointment, my first prenatal appointment. You know, I didn't assume that all was well, you know. Um, And to be honest with you, because I had white coat syndrome, I wouldn't always go to the doctors at the rate that I should. And so I was really going into this like, oh, God, you come in like, yay, I'm having a baby. (laughs) And you could find out some craziness about your health, you know. So I didn't assume anything. That's one thing with me. I don't assume. I don't assume that I, I never assumed that I could have kids. I never assumed that my eggs were viable. I never assume that I am 100% healthy until I see the doctor, test or run, and I get the results. So thanks be to Jesus, everything came back great. 
The only issue was my iron, which we've been dealing with since February. Um, thanks be to Jesus, you know, um, for the most part, sometimes my pressure can be high, but I think it's more so because of my, my anxiety, but regardless of the fact, you know, my, something that is being heavily monitored with my OBGYN. Um, but yeah, like don't take health for granted y'all, even with this whole pandemic going on, like I've said before, there are people that my husband and I personally know who have lost their lives to this COVID virus, right? Um, so I like health and like life and being alive, like I do not take that stuff for granted. Let's not take it for granted. Um, don't be like me and be inconsistent with how often you see the doctor. Go to your doctor's appointments. See your primary care every year. Ladies, if you can see your, your GYN every year, see your GYN every year. I know these days it depends on your health insurance. Sometimes it's like every three years they want to send you. Thankfully, my husband has pretty good health insurance that I'm under. And so I will, I mean, I, I see the doctors all the time. But like even after I have my baby, I will make sure that I am seeing my gyno every year, you know, um, or if they want to see me every six months, whenever they want to see me, I'm going to go, you know, I just like health is everything. And because I'm, and I'm like entering my latter thirties, they always say, once you turn 40, like your health, if you're not careful or sometimes just naturally, it could take a dramatic hit. And so, you know, I want to be on top of that because in having a kid I know that I have another purpose to live my life right so meaning I my kid is gonna need me just as much you know they're gonna need both of their parents so it's important for me to be able to be as healthy as I can be to stay as healthy as I can be and like I said when I, I was just at the hematologist office two days ago and getting my you know my iron and you know um thank god it's going up but still not exactly where it needs to be but i i'll do it i have two more infusions to do and then my hematologist will see me again to see if any more are needed but um just sitting there because you know i'm sitting there for 30 minutes it takes 30 minutes for the iron to drip into my veins and you know just seeing you know and it's not even just older people that i see in there getting their chemotherapy like there's even like people who seem to be my age and so i'm just like wow like Health is everything. My parents have always said this to me. I love my parents. They're like so by the book. Like my mom and dad, they are by the book with their doctor's appointments and I give it to them and thank God they are healthy and well. My parents are in their 60s. Um, but, you know, I'm like, no more Chanel. Thank God I didn't have any like scare where it had to teach me this lesson. But just in being pregnant and being responsible to some degree for a life that's growing inside of me, I know it's important for me to be as healthy as I need to be. And even when this little boy enters the world, Lord willing, I understand that it's healthy for me to still be here for him. And so being on top of my health and making it more of a priority than I have in the past is important. Um, very important. And so let's not forget that. You know, health is everything. And that goes for mental health as well. You know, having that check-in. Like I said, I had to check in with myself. Chanel, you're real comfortable being at home and not really talking to people as much. Are you good? You know, and I'm like, no, I'm good. I just needed this break. I'm not sad. I'm not down and out. I'm not feeling any blues. You know, I just needed this break to decompress. I've just been going and going and going and going for so many years. Like, if God is allowing the world to stop to some degree, it's for a reason. And I've been trying to figure out what is the teachable moment in here for me? What are the important reminders here for me to learn? And um, like I said, I needed this time. I really, really needed this time. And I'm, like I said, it's unfortunate that I'm getting it under these circumstances, but I needed this for sure. Um, and like I said, with this big life change, there are certain things that I need to prepare myself for that do not call for constant distractions. Um, and so, yeah, 
I will end it here. I'll probably be back a little later in the week with maybe a more exhilarating, thought-provoking episode. But I just wanted to speak from whatever I was feeling in my heart and in my mind. Um, Continue to rock out with this podcast, the Candid Talk with Chanel podcast. Once again, y'all should know by now, we're on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts and Anchor. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. I am trying to build this community. Um, I don't always do a lot of like marketing the way I should, like I've said before, but for me, um, eh. every now and then I will, I'll, I'll upload episodes and sometimes I won't even put a blast out about it or an alert about it, but you know, I will get back to, um, maybe, uh, putting a little bit more alerts here and there, I guess maybe when I feel led to, um, but yeah, tell a friend to tell a friend. And for those who have been telling a friend or who have been, when I do put up an alert, you know, reposting it. I appreciate you. And um, yes, also follow me um, on Instagram at complexed simplicity09. Once again, remember complexed ends with the ED. Sometimes it's hard to pronunciate that or enunciate that. Um, Facebook, I'm complexed simplicity. And YouTube, got a YouTube channel too. I am at complexed simplicity my youtube subscribers have been increasing like crazily enough i think since the quarantine you know we're probably all on youtube more than we usually would be and um yeah my subscribers i keep getting notifications of new subscribers so welcome thank you if you haven't checked out my youtube page feel free to do so there are tons of vlogs and all kinds of things dating back to may of 2016 so there's a lot for you to catch up on. My website, of course, is complexedsimplicity.com. And um, I'm trying to figure out how to upload um, some of these podcast episodes onto the website. Um, my music that's on SoundCloud, once again, well, that's under Chanel Casimir, um, onto YouTube. Like I'm trying to figure out all these different things um, so that there's like central points where you all can go to find everything. Um, But yes, thank you so much. Continue to be safe out there. And until next time.